0: what's up everybody welcome back to remember the game it is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and i sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day my name is adam blank thank you so much for listening to the show and this week it is episode 114 and we are finally talking super mario sunshine for the ill-fated nintendo gamecube the little system that could but nobody let it i fucking love that thing um, I'm like a lot of you guys. I had intentions of dropping a couple of Mario centric episodes this month uh, before Nintendo's Direct last week. Partially because I had faith Nintendo would come through and do something for Mario's 35th anniversary. And partially because I just always want an excuse to talk more Mario here on the podcast. Uh, and with Nintendo announcing the Mario 3D All Stars compilation package uh, that's coming out in like a week. From the time you're hearing this, if you heard this the day it went live, I figured now it's a great time to finally talk about the weird Uncle Frank of the Mario library, which is Super Mario Sunshine. Um, My guest this week, returning to the show, is Bradley McHugh, and I'm not going to lie to you guys, we had a couple of very different opinions about this game, which very rarely happens Remember the game. It feels like 99% of the time it's either a good game and we both talk about how much we love it or it's a bad game and we both talk about how much it sucks. Mario Sunshine was pretty divisive. There were things Brad liked and things Bradley didn't like and there were things that I liked and things I didn't like and they were kind of the opposite of each other. Uh, So I really hope you enjoy that chat slash argument slash debate slash possibly somewhat drunken uh, hopefully coherent rambling that is going to be this week's episode of the show. But before We get into Mario Sunshine. It is time for our fabled Remember the Game intro. Uh, Ginormous shout out to Sonic Adventure, formerly of Sega Dreamcast fame for edging out Metroid Fusion uh, for this month's Patreon poll. Every month, our Patreons vote for a game that I haven't played that you, the listeners of Remember the Game, have asked us to cover on the show, and the winner of the poll gets its own episode of the podcast once I sit down and play the game. So a Sonic Adventure episode of Remember the Game is coming in the next few weeks uh quite frankly a metroid fusion episode is probably coming eventually too because i really want to play that game um and also for the record before we get into the normal stuff here on the intro i'm fully aware that the xbox series s price has dropped uh hopefully by the time you guys hear this if not then by the end of the week we will probably have xbox series x and playstation 5 pricing as well it looks like the first domino has fallen shit's going to hit the fan We're not going to really focus on that on this podcast. We're going to break all that down on Game Patch, which is our weekly news podcast. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts, and new episodes go live every single Monday. Or you can sign up. For our Patreon. And you'll get it three days early. You'll get Game patch delivered right to your phone or iPad or whatever. Friday morning. Kick off your weekend with some gaming news. Just like Doxer and Danny Vega did. Our two newest Patreons. Thank you guys both very, very much. We have over 100 supporters over there now. Two bucks. Every month gets you early access to Game Patch, exclusive access to our Patreon show expansion pass, the ability to submit comments to our podcasts, and so much more. Patreon.com slash rememberthegame. You guys, the support helps me and the show so much more than you know. If you if you like what we do, please consider it. It's only $2. Most Patreons charge 5 bucks plus to get a hold of all the stuff I'm giving away for $2 because I'm a horrible businessman and I really need your support. Uh, last Sunday's expansion pass, we reviewed High Score, the Netflix video game documentary series. And this week, for episode 25, I think I'm going to review the new Battletoads game. Uh, I asked the Patreons over at, uh, on the Patreon page in a poll, do you want it covered? Because I know Xbox makes up the smallest chunk of our Patreon pie or our listener pie here. Uh, 87% of you voted that you did want a Battletoads 2020 review. So that's going to happen this Sunday. And if you're in the 13%, please don't yell at me. I'm sorry. I'll make it up to you the week after, I promise. We'll come up with something you like. Uh, And finally, I stream on Twitch every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday night from 8 to 11 Mountain Time, which is 7 to 10 Pacific Pacific. And it's 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern. Uh, we've had a lot of people coming by this week, and they just, it's been really fun. Everyone just joking around in the stream and talking video games and listening to me swear and suck at video games. So uh, if you're interested in that, look for Member The Game on Twitch, not Remember, Member The Game. It's free. Hit follow. And then every time I pop in there to stream video games and chat with whoever wants to chat, you'll see it, a little notification telling you, hey, Adam's online making an ass of himself. Come say hi. I would really, really appreciate it if you did that. Okay. Let's get into the show. Uh, I like to start with a few comments and questions from our Patreons and a little segment that we call blowing in the cartridge. Even though it was pointed out last week, you should never blow in your cartridge. We're still going to keep calling the the segment that because I'm not going to call the segment sticking Q-tips in my Patreons. That's not fucking happening. Um, And admittedly, a lot of the comments this week are about modern gaming news, which is totally cool. Like I mentioned, though, I am going to say most of my thoughts on the Xbox Series S reveal for Game Patch this week i uh, hoping we're seeing a little bit more news by the time I record that so I can just break all of it down. But I will quickly just say my first impression is very positive. I love the price. I like the design, even though most people don't. That will be the Xbox that I will probably be buying as I'm a digital gamer. But we'll get more into that on Game Patch in a few days. So with that said, let's blow in the cartridge. And the first letter I wanted to read this week, the first comment is from Andre, uh, a.k.a. SJA Flash over at the patreon device and he said my biggest shameful secret is having never completed any of the 3d mario games i've played them all but i've never seen any of them through to completion the announcement of mario 3d all-stars is breathtaking and i vow to use this opportunity to correct my mistakes of the past thank you nintendo for saving 2020 uh thanks for writing in dude and first of all flash uh it took a lot of courage For you to stand up there on the internet and admit that you've never finished a 3D Mario game. Um, And I actually want to do that as an episode of Expansion Pass in the coming weeks. Like a confessions episode where we can just admit our deep, dark gaming secrets. It'll be a judgment-free zone. So that's going to come up in the next few weeks. Uh, But tip of my hat to Flash. uh, I guess if you haven't seen the news, by some chance, Nintendo announced last week that they're releasing a compilation game on September 18th for the Nintendo Switch. That's going to contain Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy. Um, we'll get into the weirdness of the limited time uh, availability of it and everything like that on Game Patch. But for the most part, I'm pretty goddamn excited about this game. And apparently so is Flash, and apparently so is everybody else. It seems to be all everyone's talking about this week. Um, I honestly don't know who should be more excited about 3D All-Stars. I don't know if it should be people that have played these games before, know what they're getting, and are excited to play them again, or if it's people that are about to experience these titles for the very first time. I think probably... I would have to imagine people that have played them are maybe a little more excited because you know just what you're getting your hands on. But I think it's going to be more special for people that have never played these games before, never finished them. I do wonder if the controls are going to feel a little ancient, particularly on Mario 64 and Mario Sunshine. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. It. We'll have to wait like another week by the time you're hearing this. You might be hearing this after it came out if you're catching up on old episodes. So that's pretty fucking exciting. Uh, Dave McGee wrote in on Patreon uh, talking Mario 3D All-Stars as well. And Dave said, So finally, Nintendo gave us something that we all wanted, Mario 3D All-Stars. I am so excited for this. I'm sure you are as well. But with that said, there seems to be some that are upset with the lack of Mario Galaxy 2. Now, I get that they can't add everything. I'm fine without it. But what are your thoughts on the omission of Mario Galaxy 2? Uh, Thanks for writing in, Dave. Uh, I... I got to say, I love how many comments and messages I've seen about Mario 3D All-Stars. Like, people are excited. Nintendo's going to make a zillion dollars selling us their old games again. That's all they're doing is they're just selling us old games. We're all going to buy them. They're going to make a billion dollars, and we're going to smile while we do it because it's fucking Nintendo. Uh, Listen, I would have loved to have seen Mario Galaxy 2 in this package as well. I know a lot of people are upset that it wasn't included. It's a great game. And you're more than entitled to voice that opinion and say, I wish Mario Galaxy 2 had been included in the package. I get it, okay? But here's the thing, and I'm not trying to be an asshole. I know some of our listeners feel strongly about this and are very disappointed that Galaxy 2 isn't there. If you think it's a ripoff that Mario Galaxy 2 isn't included in this package, don't buy it and send Nintendo a message. There simply is not a better way to send a message to a business as a consumer than with your wallet. All right? There's that's that's the bottom line out of this, okay? Because if you go online and you complain and piss and moan that Galaxy 2 isn't included and then you buy it on day 1 anyway, I'm not trying to be a dick, but your complaint has no value. It's just that simple. You just you it's Casually saying, I wish Galaxy 2 had been included and then buying it anyway is totally fine because you weren't that upset in the first place. But if you are one of these people and they are out there blowing up social media and blowing up Reddit, Nintendo is so greedy and stupid and this is bullshit, where's Galaxy 2? What the fuck? Emoji, emoji, emoji. And then you give them 60 bucks or 80 bucks or whatever it's worth where you are next week. You just like to complain, but you don't want to actually do anything about it. That's the way I strongly, I strongly feel that way strongly feel that way and it's not greedy of Nintendo to not include Mario Galaxy 2 like I'm sorry but it's not it's business I would love Mario 2 to be existed in the Mario Galaxy to be in this too but it's just business Nintendo knows damn well they can sell Galaxy 2 down the road for additional money and that's what companies do that's what they're going to do all right I'm pro-consumer But I'm also willing to look at the big picture from this side of a business. And if you think Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy for 60 bucks is a ripoff, then I don't know what to tell you. That's a smoking deal. It's three great, long, big, full-fledged games for $20 each. Or like $27 each here in Canada or whatever the fuck it is. It's still a great deal. Okay? You're welcome to your opinion, you're welcome to complain, but if you talk the talk and then you don't walk the walk, then your talk just doesn't mean much. I hope that makes sense. I hope that makes sense. Like I've gone against my don't pre-order stance that I always take when it comes to video games, and I've pre-ordered this because I know I want it, I know the games are quality. If you want to complain about the limited time offer aspect of it, that's a whole different argument. We'll get into that on Game Patch this week. But I, yeah. That's just where I come across on the Mario Galaxy 2 things. Thanks for writing in, Dave. Good question. Thanks, buddy. Uh, my boy Todd wrote in, and Todd said, Hey, guys, I'm throwing this out there to the Remember the Game crew. Does anyone remember playing an adventure pirate game on the PlayStation 1 called Overboard, or Shipwreckers was the North American title? I'm just curious to see who's played this little charmer of a game because at the moment, every time I mention it, no one has heard of it uh thanks for writing in todd so here's the thing todd dm'd me on patreon about this game a few days ago and asked if i'd ever heard of it i'd ever played it and i told him i'm sorry i've never even heard of that game so if any of you have heard of slash played slash liked slash didn't like slash know of the game called overboard or shipwreckers on the ps1 please yell at me and let me know so that i can let todd know that he's not alone because he's just sitting down there in australia being sad because nobody else knows of this game that he knows of so let me know if any of you have heard of this game i'm just curious all right and then finally before we move on to play one remake one erase one gary c wrote in with a damned fine question that uh, relates to retro games, it ties in current events, it checks every box, it scratches the itch. So, with all that said, it's letter time, it's letter time. And this leaks letter comes in from Gary C over on Patreon. And Gary says, Buzz for Tony Hawk Pro Skater is massive, and I'm interested in the growing trend of game remakes that has been happening over the recent years. This generation, there seems to have been loads including Final Fantasy VII, Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3, Crash Bandicoot, Crash Team Racing, Spyro the Dragon, Link's Awakening, and that's just off the top of my head. Do other retro gamers keep both games, and will the original ones still get played, I wonder? I guess those that are reimagined are different enough to warrant owning both, but what do you think? This is an interesting discussion, Gary. Thanks for writing in. Thanks for asking. I've actually thought about this quite a bit myself. When a game like the Tony Hawk games get remastered or a game like Resident Evil 2 Remake comes out, does it render the original version obsolete? Um, and I think you've got the right point of view when it comes to this, Gary, at least at least in my opinion. A remaster, because there's a, like, that's the thing. And we all use the term so loosely and we just throw around the word remaster and the word remake and it all, you know what I mean? It all just kind of blends together. But they're two very different things. A remaster, I say in air quotes that you can't see, uh, like the Tony Hawk games, like the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, where it's basically still the same engine under the hood, but with a new paint job and everything is awesome. I do feel in some instances, games like these make the original versions somewhat more forgettable and borderline not unplayable, but you don't have the urge to go back to them, right? I understand the nostalgic ties to the original games. And if you're a collector, you're certainly not going to blow the Crash Bandicoots or the Tony Hawk games out of your collection because you've got the remakes now, the remasters now, pardon me. Um, I totally get that, right? But like, if I can play the Crash Bandicoot remasters and get the exact same experience as playing the original games, but cleaned up, better looking, maybe more save points or whatever, I have very little interest in tracking down the original games to play them if i don't already own them in a physical collection like very little interest like if 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 i can play the crash bandicoot and that's just the one i'm using for the sake of this example but i can play the crash bandicoot remakes on my playstation right now so if sony rolled out the original playstation the original crash bandicoot playstation games and said hey for 5 bucks each you can buy these but i already have the insane trilogy which are just a better way to experience the same game i have very little interest and i do think Outside of physical collectors, remastered games are going to kill off some original versions of games because there's no reason to go back to them. I absolutely agree with you. However, when it's a full-blown remake, that's a whole different story. The Resident Evil 2 remake, the Final Fantasy 7 remake, those are entirely new experiences and new games just based on old ones. And to be honest with you, like when I was playing the Final Fantasy VII remake, it made me want to go back and play the original version of Final Fantasy VII more just so I could see how big a difference there was and it made me nostalgic for those old games. New game mechanics, story elements, etc., stuff like that. That's a completely different ballgame. You're getting two completely different experiences instead of just playing through the same game twice like you would be with Tony Hawk or Crash Bandicoot, the remasters. Uh, You know, I haven't played the Resident Evil 2 remake, although I really want to. Uh, I play something like that, and then PlayStation offers me the original Resident Evil 2 for like 10 bucks or whatever. I'm probably going to consider it because I want to see the difference between then and now. Whereas, again, with the Crash Bandicoot example, I have no interest in playing the same game just uglier. So for me, a remaster eliminates most of my urge to go back and play the original version of a game. A remake makes me want to play the original game more in some instances. I hope that makes sense. So I wonder if you guys feel the same way. Let me know because I really have thought about that myself in the past. Great question, Gary. Uh, Congrats on your nomination and your winning of Letter Time Letter this week. All right, that is enough blowing in the cartridge. Let's get on to our smash hit segment. Play one, erase one, remake one. I'm going to queue up some retro music here massive thank you to classic concentration from the original nes for unknowingly providing us with the new theme music of play one remake one erase one uh the rules to this game are very simple each week i give our listeners three retro games they can play one game the way it was released they can remake another one as a current modern gen video game and the third game is erased from all history forever And this week it's the Final Fantasy edition. We are—I eliminated Final Fantasy VII as we've already gotten our full-blown remake already. It kind of makes it ineligible. Uh, So I went with what many consider, myself included, the three best Final Fantasy games aside from Seven, which are Final Fantasy II slash Four, Final Fantasy Three slash Six, and Final Fantasy Nine. And quickly, if you don't know, Final Fantasy 4 was a re- released here in North America as Final Fantasy 2. Final Fantasy 6 was released here as Final Fantasy 3. Maybe it was in other places as well. I don't know. But that's why we call them 2-4 and 3-6. Um, I hate talking about those two games because as much as I adore both of them, you always have to do that little explanation, and it's a, it's annoying. Uh, and for the record, almost everyone yelled at me this week when they answered it, said it was the hardest one. That's what I'm shooting for with these Although I'm so what I was thinking maybe in the next week or two, I'm going to do a bad game edition where you can get rid of one. You can fix one and you're stuck playing the third. Maybe I'll try that next week with a couple of bad games instead. Um, as always there are no wrong answers here, but there is a correct one and I'll tell you what it is in just a few minutes. I want to get through some of your replies first. We got a ton of responses as always over on Patreon. I can't read all of them, but I am going to get to a few of them before I tell you the right answer. Thanks to everyone that wrote in by far the segment that gets the most uh replies the most uh comments from you guys by far the most popular one which i fucking love so let's play play one remake one erase one and the first person to write in was Miklo's blackshaw frequent guest of the show Miklos said first of all fuck you play three slash six this game is a masterpiece remake nine it is the best ever final fantasy it needs to get remade preferably for the switch and delete 2 slash 4, because fuck you, this is entirely for spite for putting all these together. Uh, (laughs) Now listen you guys, Miklos is a good friend of mine, he's a regular here on the show, Uh, he's a Patreon supporter, and he knows of my admiration for Final Fantasy 2 slash 4, so he's killing it completely out of spite. That is a cold-blooded approach, but he showed his work, and I can live slash respect with his take. And I also agree with what he said. Final Fantasy IX is the best Final Fantasy ever. Jeffrey Mathis wrote in on Patreon. And Jeffrey said. Damn Adam you are going to start a war with this one. Play Final Fantasy VI because it's perfect. Remake Final Fantasy IX. And erase Final Fantasy IV. It pains me to erase this game. But seeing as they did a very nice DS port for it. it would I would like to see something else get the remake treatment. So Jeffrey has the same order as Miklos. But with a far, far less Venom on it, uh, instead of punishing 4 to get back at me, Jeffrey would eliminate 4 because a port already exists, which is an incredibly interesting loophole to the game. If you eliminate the original Final Fantasy 4, does the remake still exist? And I'm never going to answer that question. I like people being able to play with their own rules and kind of decide what they want to do with this. So that's a pretty interesting take, Jeffrey. Yamcha wrote in, and he has a... I assume it's a he. I shouldn't say that uh i shouldn't as i don't know for sure yamcha has a loophole as well just like jeffrey but it's a completely different loophole and yamcha said okay this one is pretty easy although i do love them all a race nine play three remake two because once they make once they remake Final Fantasy two they're certainly going to come up with a remake of three so yamcha is tossing away nine like an old banana peel Yamcha's playing 3, and Yamcha's remaking 2 with the thought process that a remake of 2 will inevitably lead to a remake of 3, Resident Evil style. I don't agree with the Final Fantasy IX dismissal. That hurts a little bit. But I absolutely get what you're throwing down, and I think that's a perfectly legitimate loophole to the rules here at Play 1, Remake 1, or Race 1. So well done, Yamcha. And speaking of people dismissing Final Fantasy IX, Jeff Johnson from Game on GNT wrote in and Jeff said, Erase 9, play 2, remake 3. Imagine Final Fantasy 3 redone with a modern Final Fantasy 7 remake style. So Jeff's take is totally fine. I have no problem with any of those orders or anything like that. But then he replied to his comment with another little comment that had a little heat on it. And Jeffrey said, Also, Final Fantasy IX is overrated. I'll take Final Fantasy VII or X over it any day. Uh, now, I Jeff, thanks for writing in, Jeff. I welcome any and all opinion, and I respect a gamer that's willing to take a stand on calling a popular game overrated, as I often do with Ocarina of Time. So I have no problem with that. All that said, like, uh, it, it's not overrated, Jeff. Fuck. I can, ah, that hurts me. I can live with someone saying they prefer to play Final Fantasy 7 over Final Fantasy IX. I know the emotional attachment people have to Final Fantasy 7 completely makes sense, but not Final Fantasy X. Eventually, we're going to do an episode about this of this show about Final Fantasy X, and everyone's going to yell at me when I voice my opinions on that game and fucking, ha, 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 fucking Titus. But you stood up for what you believe in, Jeff. And while I may not agree with what you have to say, sir, I will defend to the death your right to say it. So thanks for writing in, even if you're wrong. Um, a few more, and then I will get to my answers myself. OG Big Titus wrote in and said, "Play Final Fantasy IV. It is still fun, and it's my favorite story out of the three. And anyone who erases Palom and Porom is the worst." Remake Final Fantasy VI. It can keep the gameplay intact. I would just love to see the world come to life in a remake and erase Final Fantasy IX, just because the world would be a happier place without Queen a in it. Uh, thank you for writing in Titus. I agree with almost everything you said aside from the order you put the three games in. Final Fantasy IV is the best story of the three. And Palomoporum, and our first ballot remember the game Hall of Famers, which is something we should probably do soon. I'm gonna start to remember the game Hall of Fame eventually. Uh, also, as much as I like Final Fantasy IX, Queen Queenwa? quina or whatever the fuck that thing is called is Final fantasy nines kite sith which i also don't know how to say stupid weird names kind of pudgy useless in combat don't like either of those characters so good take titus i can i can get behind your logic there dave McGee wrote in and said this one is actually really tough because i love all three of them you are evil sir I would remake 2 slash 4. That game is almost perfect in my eyes. The storyline between Cecil and Kane and just Kane's story alone is so amazing. And then I'm not going to read the last little part of your comment just so I don't spoil it for anyone that hasn't played it. Uh, that's That was me weighing in on his comment. Uh, Dave continues and says, play Final Fantasy 3 slash 6 because I, can st- I still play it once every year. And as much as I hate to say this, erase 9 simply because of little things like super slow loading into a battle and I never did beat this one. Please don't block me again. Uh, <laughs> thanks for writing in, Dave. And every time Dave comes by my Twitch stream, I threaten to block him for something that he says. Uh, but you sound logic all around. There's nothing block worthy there. Although not finishing Final Fantasy IX is going to get you a warning, it's not worthy of getting you completely blocked. So that's a good take uh, by Dave. I appreciate it. And I'm sorry I didn't read all your comment, Dave. I just didn't want to spoil a couple of big storyline twists in Final Fantasy II. Um, okay. Okay. Sorry, I'm not going to read everyone. There's just way too many replies this week. Keep them coming. Keep replying. I try to fit in different people's comments every week. You will get on the show, I promise, if you're on Patreon. Weigh in and say something, and I will find a way to get you on the show. One more, and then I'm going to give you my answer. Stupid Monkey wrote in and said, Ugh, fuck, man. This is a hard one, and I hope you stub your toe for putting this on us. (laughs) Play Final Fantasy IX because I never got around to finishing it like the heathen that I am. Remake 2 slash 4, just like the Final Fantasy 7 remake because the story and emotions of this game are through the roof, and Delete 3 slash 6 because I never played it as a kid or an adult and the rules state one of them has to go, so I'm sorry Terra, Shadow, and everyone else whom I'm way too lazy to look up the names of. (laughs) thanks for writing in stupid monkey. And aside from hoping that I stub my toe, which is a fate I would never wish on anyone. And aside from not finishing final fantasy nine or playing final fantasy three, which should be a criminal offense in the world of video games, your logic and the order you put behind these games is solid. That's what I would do as well. That is the correct answer. I would play final fantasy nine because I think it is the best final fantasy game ever made for my money. I would not touch a hair on its head. I would remake final fantasy two. If you listen to the show with any regularity, you know that this is a show that got me in RPGs, and as much as I love that old pixel art style, and I know we've seen some Nintendo 64-esque style remakes of Final Fantasy 2, I want a full-blown Final Fantasy 7 remake of this game. I think the story is great. The stuff with Kane, that alone would be phenomenal with a Final Fantasy 7 remake. Throw in the Spoony Bard scene, that would be so sick. That's the game I want. And then... I would sadly erase Final Fantasy 3 slash 6. And I know a lot of people say this is the best game in the series. Don't get mad at me. And I will say this was the hardest erase call for any play one, remake one, erase one that we've done so far. Um, When I come up with these and I post them on the Patreon page and on social media and ask you for your opinions, I don't even think about what my answers are going to be. I just want to make them hard. And then I'm like, I'll deal with it when it's time for me to say my answers. And this one, when it was time for me to say my answers, I was like, fuck, this is by far the hardest one that we've done so far. Uh, Final Fantasy 3 has literally done nothing wrong I I feel sorry for it to be getting erased like it is it's just I have a deeper connection to 2 and I just think 9 is the better game so please don't stop listening to the podcast if you love Final Fantasy 3 I'm sorry it got got caught in the crosshairs I apologize I gotta say man this segment went from a maybe this will work idea to my absolute favorite segment on the show in 3 weeks I love all the opinions thanks for everyone that weighed in keep them coming play one remake one erase one every Wednesday here on remember the game and that is enough of the nonsense what have I been playing over the last week and then we'll get into Mario Sunshine mostly Grand Theft Auto San Andreas that's what I've been playing it won our Patreon poll this month or I guess last month uh and like I said last week of my let's what am I playing segment uh and i keep saying it this game is really winning me over gta games have never clicked with me they've never been my jam but san andreas is doing the job it's it's hooked me like i sit down planning to play for an hour and then before i know it i've lost two or three hours to this fucking game i'm really liking it i like the story i like the characters i love cj i don't think i'm gonna have time to do everything in this game before we review it but I do want to finish the main story at least, and then I'll probably go back and just keep fucking around with some of the side missions and stuff. We will be doing an episode uh, about GTA San Andreas in the next few weeks, so keep your eyes peeled for that if you like that game. I'm also playing a little Wasteland 3 as well. It dropped on Game Pass. I'm really, I, I really like it. I love the the story. Seems awesome. The universe is cool. The combat's really fun. It's a tactical game, uh, like Fire Emblem and XCOM when it comes to combat, which I love. But I really, I just want to finish San Andreas before I dive fully into the story of wasteland three because it seems like a very immersive universe so i'm gonna get more into that hopefully in another week or so and then i've been playing mario all stars on my switch since it dropped on the snes online i finished mario one i also finished mario lost levels thank you very much over on twitch classic mario it's as good as it gets uh and before any of you ask i have not played tony hawk pro skater remake i or remaster whatever uh i want to but the nintendo announced the mario 3d all-stars pack and i spent my tony hawk money over there instead but i will be getting tony hawk eventually i promise if you're on the fence about it i haven't even played it and i can tell you to go ahead and pull the trigger because i haven't seen a bad review of it fucking anywhere so um i gotta say too like I just before we get into Mario Sunshine, like I'm thinking I might hold off on a PS5 and an Xbox Series X slash S for a few months after the launch. I mean, I'm on a limited budget right now, as you guys all know. I'm not crying or anything, but comedy is dead, so my income has taken quite a hit. And I think I'm gonna put that money just toward my Christmas shopping and my Christmas gifts. And as Patreon supporter Doxer mentioned last week in the blowing in the cartridge segment, like the launch of a new gen of consoles can be a phenomenal opportunity for you to go back and catch up on some current-gen stuff that you missed out on. You can get the hardware cheaper. You can get most of the games dirt cheap. All the patches and everything are out. There's a ton of games to catch up on. I tweeted about it the other day, but ideally before I move on to next gen I would like to play Ghost of Tsushima God of War Ratchet and Clank Days Gone the Tony Hawk remakes Gears Tactics Resident Evil 2 remake Plus Crash 4 and Cyberpunk 2077 before I look into PS5 and Xbox Series X Uh, so we'll see uh, but I might just save some cash let the release because the other thing is the release consoles on a new gen always have some bugs they got to work out stuff like that so I might just save some money let them play out for four or five months and then look at them in the new year We'll, we'll see I mean I say that now I don't see if I actually have enough willpower to do that Um, that's enough let's get into Mario Sunshine we've been rambling for half an hour as has become a tradition one of the things I like to do before uh, I share my thoughts on a game is I like to give the Patreons the floor and let them share a few of their thoughts on the game we're talking about that week so I'm going to start with Dave Thompson who wrote in on Patreon and said i never owned Mario Sunshine back in the day but I did rent it a couple times from the old neighborhood blockbuster my memories of it are a great looking game That was ultimately a disappointing follow-up to Mario 64 with a ridiculous inverted left-to-right camera system. I'm a proud inverted look guy, but I can never get why the horizontal inverted controls exist. They just mess me up something fierce. Uh, On a sidebar, interesting future topic, Adam, for expansion pass. What status ailment or effect does a game impose on a player that really throws them off? For me, it's inverting my controls temporarily. Drives me fucking nuts. Uh, thanks for writing in, Dave. Great point. And not to spoil the episode that we're about to do, but that inverted left right camera with Mario Sunshine is my major sticking point with this game. And I am praying, fucking praying that they make that an optional thing in the re release. For the love of God, Nintendo, don't make us invert left and right on that fucking camera again. And Charlie M. wrote in. And said, I love this game. And to be honest, it's the main reason I want the Mario 3D All-Star Collection. Galaxy might technically be better, but I was in college when that came out. So my nostalgia is way more with Mario Sunshine. I beat it, but I never 100%ed it. Now it's my chance with the collection. Also, the graphics, particularly the look of the water, were the best of its day. Uh, thanks for writing in, Charlie. And this is one of, if not the only Mario game that I haven't 100%ed myself, is Mario Sunshine. So I was I was just so frustrated with the aforementioned camera that I said, fuck it. Uh, and I too would like to write that wrong with the 3D All-Stars pack. So I'm pretty excited about that myself. And then Doxer... Wrote in and Doxer said, I love Mario 64. I adore Mario Galaxy, but this package excites me because of Mario Sunshine because I never had a chance to play it. And even though the price here in Mexico is going to be stupid high, around the equivalent of $85 to $90 due to our stupid tax, I will be happy to pay it to play them. Maybe not day one, but week one for sure. Uh, thanks for writing in, Doxer. And that seems to be the consensus with a lot of people Mario Sunshine was the one Mario game people missed out on. The, fuck the poor gamecube so many people just missed out on that fucking thing i love the gamecube and i'm so happy that people are going to finally get a chance to experience mario sunshine for the first time and to get you ready for it we are finally going to talk mario sunshine right now i'm going to queue up some music And a couple of quick things before we go. My guest Bradley McHugh and I recorded this about a week before Nintendo announced the re-releases. I think I mentioned that during the podcast, but please don't yell at us. We did not know they were coming when we did this recording. And also, the booze was flowing during this show, so I hope the entire conversation is coherent. My apologies in advance if it is not. Let's talk Mario Sunshine, which originally released in North America on the Nintendo GameCube on August 26, 2002. Kick back, relax. Let's go visit El Delfino or whatever the fuck that island is called. Here we go. <laughs> Oh boy, I sure like talking Mario games on this show, and I don't think, you. I do not think we have had, okay, I don't want to say it's controversial, because Mario's Missing wasn't controversial. Mario is Missing is just a taint wart on society, yeah. and it deserved everything it fucking got.
1: This one's more polarizing than
0: anything. This, boy, this one's going to be tough. Uh, joining me via the telephone device this week is longtime friend of the show, guest, Patreon supporter, confidant, and all occasional lover, uh, my buddy... Bradley McHugh, how's it going, buddy? Good. You you forgot to mention huge Super Mario Sunshine fan. I did forget to mention that. Um, did forget to mention. Well, that. but I was trying to say all the good stuff about you. And so <laughs> no. Bro, what the fuck? Okay, so here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing, and I want to get this. I I just I need the floor for 60 seconds to set the table before we get into this episode. Take it, Monsieur. Anyone that because I know we have a lot of new listeners. So here's the thing: if you are new to the show, first of all, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I'm a Mario fan. Mario is my favorite franchise. If I could only play one gaming series for the rest of my life, it'd be the Super Mario Brothers core platforming series. I have finished every game in the series. This was the one. This was the asterisk. This was the one blip on my record. I had never finished Mario Sunshine because I bought it for my GameCube when it came out, and I just could not wrap my head around the controls. And so I recently got a new copy. Massive thank you to longtime friend of the show, Taco Shirt Frick Chris, for gifting me a copy of Super Mario for Sunshine for my GameCube. And I sat down and was like, God damn it, I'm going to finish this game so I can just, I've got the whole thing. I've finished every Mario game. I've never been more torn on whether or not I like a Mario game than I am with this one. And I and know thing, I'm not the only person.
1: And I- as the thing, as, as a Mario, as a huge Super Mario Sunshine fan, I get it.
0: I get it. The thing about it though is like, I do think – I think there are people that write this game off because it's – because of the mechan- – like – there it's are weird. reasons to write it off, and I'm gonna explain what those fucking reasons are. But like people write it off because Mario uses a water pack, or people write it off because it's not normal where you go around collecting mushrooms, you know what I mean, and doing the Mario stuff like that. I don't think any of those are valid reasons to write this game off, okay? I, I agree. like right. Like I like that they experiment. Quite frankly, I thoroughly enjoy the concept of flood, the water pack, and what he
1: does. I think that's a great I, no, concept. I, I, I completely agree with that. I actually think that the concept as a whole is great. While fundamentally flawed, we'll get into that in a little bit. The idea of Mario going on a vacation and immediately being arrested because somebody dressed as Mario is putting graffiti all over the island is, and, and like stealing shine sprites, that's a great idea. That's Absolutely. a great launch pad right there.
0: Absolutely. Because when you look back at the previous Mario games that we've had before this, Mario, like, Mario, Super Mario Brothers, Lost Level Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 3, Super Mario World, Super Mario 64, all of them involve Mario trying to take down Bowser and usually rescue the princess. And then the other couple, like Mario Brothers 2, he was sleeping. But, like, most of the time, it's one of those two things. So you're right. I like the idea that they took him out of the Mushroom Kingdom. And, like, dude, the game literally starts with them sitting on a plane going to, like, this island for a vacation. And then he gets there and finds out that there's like a clone Mario that's causing all this trouble and 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 then you got to do the thing where Mario saves everybody and saves the world. And I like the fact that they change it up. I would never sit on this game for that. I think that's great. Quite frankly, I thought it's cool that for the first time maybe ever they finally put a story in a Mario game. Like a real story. Not just yeah, a princess I, is kidnapped you got to save her.
1: I think, I, And I think the story in this game is actually like pretty decent. Now here's here's the thing. Let me be real with you for a second, Adam. When you told me I'm good, that I'm going to come on to your show and talk about super Mario sunshine. My first thought was I can't wait to blow smoke up this game's ass because I love this game. I really, really love this game. And then I was like, let's just do a quick replay to make sure really quick that I do. In fact, love this game. Now, let me tell you something. I do love this game. I love this game a lot. Actually. But upon an adult replay of this game, I have some problems it's with it. has
0: got some issues. I get, I, that's the problem. It's fun. It's got some it's issues. Fun. It's, it's fun. But it's got the some idea, problems.
1: The idea is fun. But here's where the idea is fundamentally flawed.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Just quickly. Just quickly. I just want to get this yeah. out of the way. As we record this, ladies and gentlemen, it's August 20th. So just between now and when this episode goes live, if Nintendo announces the long rumored re-release slash remake of this game on the Nintendo Switch, any of the issues that we're about to complain about hopefully have been fixed. But we do not know that that is coming. I just have to get that out there so that not everyone's pay, yelling at us. Thing, I
1: like this game enough that I pay eighty bucks for a remake. Oh, I would too. Straight up, I yeah, I like. I actually really do like this game. But like the thing is, I can't get through this game. Without talking about the shit about this game, I do not like.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Is I don't know if there's been a Mario game in the history of the franchise that just desperately needs a new uh, coat of paint because, like, there's yeah. a great game in there, but it's just got these fucking warts
1: that I cannot look past. Like, and well, I and like the thing is, the thing is, I love Mario sixty four. That's like one of the best games of all time, and. Like uh, as far as like the three D Mario platforming games, like the Collectathon Mario games go, this is the worst one for sure between this Mario sixty four, the Galaxy Games, and Odyssey. Yes, it is. This Absolutely. Is I Absolutely. mean it it kicks your shit out of three D Mario World or whatever that game was. Whoa,
0: whoa. It's
1: all about. The Wii it kicks U the one shit out of that game.
0: The Wii U one? Yeah,
1: it kicks the oh, shit out of the Bradley.
0: Wii U Bradley. Bradley. This okay. game kicks.
1: No, that no, it does fine. not, That sir. one bleeds mediocrity, but we'll get into that another time. We will get
0: into this. I like that game. This game... No, okay, listen. All right. All right, fine. If we're putting our cards on you the want, table... You want to play this game, Adam? You yeah. will play this game? All right, let's do it. You love this game so much, let's fucking get into it. If your goddamn camera worked, Bradley, then maybe this game would have a chance, but the fact that your oh, camera's is, broken is, right is, out of the
1: gate ruins, the, ruins the whole problem. experience. It is That is the problem. That's the number one. I have three big problems with this game, and that is forefront the camera and here's the thing is that i saw you bitching about the camera on twitter and i'm like wow this guy sucks and then i started playing the game again and i'm like oh no the camera is really bad
0: dude i forgot about the because here's the thing i played this on the gamecube when it came out i had a gamecube i bought this game because it was mario and i love mario and then i never finished it and and all these years later because i hadn't even played this i hadn't fired this game up again since and all these years later i was thinking to myself like well, I mean, it came out like in 02, I was 19, that was kind of my bar hopping, I was young and stupid and drinking, I was like, maybe that's why I didn't finish it, That because that was kind of a time where I drifted away from games a little bit, because I was discovering the bars and stuff like that, so I was like, maybe that's why, and then I fired this game back up, and I'm literally 30 seconds into the game, and I realized that that fucking camera is inverted on left and right. You push the joystick left the camera goes right. You push the joystick right the camera goes left. It's and there's no option to change it. And I was like That's actually that's actually not even
1: my big problem with the camera, but I'll let you finish.
0: Oh, I was like that's why I didn't finish this game because it took I I I you guys, I can't there's no hyperbole here. There's no exaggeration. It probably took me 15 hours to get my brain to just stop fucking around with the camera and I couldn't play any other 3d games with a camera while I was playing this because I was like every like I was playing Halo it would reset yeah, yeah. It would reset your brain I would when I didn't feel like playing Mario Sunshine I'd play Halo and I was like dude I can't do this because now in Halo I'm trying to make the camera go left and right and stuff like that so I was like I, I gotta just I gotta focus on Mario Sunshine and get through this and it took me so long and I can live with inverted controls on up like when, it, when it's up I don't know which one's Y and which one's X but I I can live with inverted controls when it's up and down. Most games give you the option to change it. And even if it does not I can usually get my brain to reprogram in about half an hour and be like, all right, I get it. That's okay. But the left and right thing, I just, it doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. I don't get why they thought that was, I don't, I don't get it. It's game breaking. It's just game breaking.
1: We're going to bitch about Mario Sunshine for a few minutes here because here's the thing. Is that the inverted camera isn't even my problem with the camera?
0: I don't get what, I don't, what the fuck I don't then.
1: mind the inverted camera, but here's what I do mind. The fucking auto adjusting camera. Mm-hmm. And the audio adjusting camera, the auto adjusting camera without actual like brain cells behind it. And there's a particular level in this game called Peanut Park, which I really like but because it's like an amusement park because there's so many different like pieces of scenery they fucking get in the way oh
0: dude is that the one where you you try to go up that fucking roller coaster
1: dude that's the Uh... worst one that is the worst level in the game is when you're trying to fix the ferris wheel and but the fucking camera keeps auto adjusting to the front of the ferris wheel where you're at the back and all you can see is Mario's shadow, and fucking all you can see is the front of the Ferris wheel, and you're like, why the fuck would I play this? Yeah, I can't. Why would I have fun? I
0: can't because here's the thing, is like you had mentioned that Mario 64 is like is an all-time classic. And listen, like, if you haven't if you're newer to the show, we reviewed Mario 64 back on episode 50, and I had teased in the months leading up to that episode that I was gonna rip Mario 64 apart, because I don't particularly like Mario 64. But then we got to episode 50, and I we got talking about it, and I was like even I can't deny this game's greatness and what it did for gaming and the 3d revolution. And I, I get all of that, but I as far do support a masterpiece. Oh no, it's not. I'm not going to get into yeah, this. Yeah, no. yeah, Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, it is. It is. But, but I don't know. No, I don't no. know if I call this one a masterpiece.
0: Oh, this seems not a masterpiece.
1: but when I, I, w- I still think it's good, but... But when I would play Mario 64, you had to work the
0: camera with the four yellow buttons, the C buttons, and it was like, yeah. all we need, like... So when the GameCube came out and the joystick, it had the dual joysticks and stuff, it was like, oh, okay, well, now the camera should be fine. Because now instead of having to do it with these four <laughs> weird buttons, we have an analog stick that should be able to just steer my camera. And you're right. Not yes. only is the left and right backwards, which makes no fucking sense, but whatever. The camera constantly moves on its own. It gets stuck on things. And it's like, dude, you guys, you guys literally, like, Mar- Like, I, it fucking hurts my heart to rip on Mario. But I'm like, you guys literally wrote the book on how to make a 3D platformer with a camera that works. Like, you ex- like you had Likido in Mario 64 flying around with the camera teaching us how to work it because we'd never done it. You invented this. So if anyone should be able to just level this up to the next generation of games, it should be Nintendo because it's like, you guys literally taught us how to do this. And then the Look camera at, was I, broken.
1: And without I'm a camera... Nintendo. It's 2002. If you could just make a camera and not fuck it up, then the game will be fun. Yeah, that's like, all there is to it.
0: You guys, you guys wrote the book on cameras, and then they they gave us an analog stick, and it was like, all right, well, we got an analog stick now. That should work for the camera. This joystick. I mean, the GameCube controller is immaculate. I we're like, so we all love this controller. We've got a yes. second joystick that's dope. I got a new setting and stuff that seems like a lot of fun. And the camera is as fucked as it gets. And to me, you know, what really sucks Because you mentioned this is the worst of the 3d, like of that core Mario franchise. And it's I like, agree. and it doesn't like, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be because the concept no, behind agree. this
1: games a lot of fun. It's just so broken. It's super, it's super unique. It's fun. One thing I will give this game is that even for a game that came out 18 years ago, it's fucking beautiful. I agree with that. It's like, it looks great. It's like, It's one of the best games ever. Now, I do want to blow smoke up this game's ass, but I swear to God, I have to get through the problems I have with this game.
0: Yeah, I would rather get the bad stuff out of the way first.
1: So that's number one, is that the camera, oh God, Nintendo, what the fuck, fix that shit. But then comes my second problem with this game, and that is like, it's a platforming game, but pretty much any time you come to an obstacle, you're like, How do I come past this obstacle? What am I supposed to do? And then you're like, oh, shoot it with water. That worked. Every time.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just it's every obstacle you come across is like, just shoot it with some water. And you're like, oh, cool, that worked.
0: I liked I really like the concept of flood and the water mechanic. I get what they were trying to do. I think he actually I do quite enjoy the way flood handles, particularly as a hover pack. Although I do think part of the reason they introduced them as a hover pack was because they knew the controls and the camera weren't very good. And they were like, maybe this will kind of save a little bit of
1: yeah, face. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll give people an extra few seconds to save themselves. To readjust,
0: yeah. But you're right. It, like, I do feel like at times they became too reliant on the water pack. And it was like, no matter what the problem was, it was like, you probably just have to spray it with water.
1: Like, just, yeah, and just it, spray it with water. because, like, you had... The problem... here. Here's what I actually don't like about this game, and that I think I would do better, is that throughout the game, you unlock new nozzles, but you can only use those nozzles one at a time. And you if have to find g- them. Yeah, uh. you have to find them. You have to find them, and fucking usually Shadow Mario, I think, in Isle Delfino is, like, carrying them, and you have to shoot them, and then you have to find the boxes. If I unlock the new nozzle. Just let me switch between those yeah, nozzles. Just let me use it. Fuck off. Just let me fucking use it. Why do I have to like why do I have to swap out my fucking my hover nozzle in order to use the the fast nozzle or whatever? Yeah. Like at that point, at that point I've unlocked it. So just let me use it.
0: Yeah, if you're going to build an entire game based around the flood water pack and the water mechanic, that's cool. And then if you want to give me extra adapters to make it do different things, that's cool. It almost has a little bit of Metroid to it where you unlock new abilities and then you can get into new areas. I'm totally down with all that. But do not make me hike to one little area of the level to get the adapter to hike all the way back. Just let me hit pause and then pick the adapter that I want. Like, that's all I... You know what I mean? Like, don't make me fucking walk back and forth over and over again. I I agree with that.
1: You can hit X to go between, like, the shooting and the hovering. And it's like, that's great, but it feels like there was something else that you were supposed to put here.
0: Yeah, I found that very... I found that frustrating. Like, that didn't... Like, I don't have nearly the issue with that that I do with the camera, but I did find that frustrating. And actually, yeah. while we're airing grievances, I... Like it's not bad, but like there's something about, and I don't even know, even know exactly how to explain it. anyone that's played this game, maybe you'll understand the controls, like not the not the camera, but just the platforming the way Mario jumps, the way he handles his like the parkour that Mario's become so famous for it just it doesn't feel quite right. It doesn't feel this
1: doesn't this, feel I don't, bad.
0: this this I don't agree with to I do not dude. I, uh, you know, like one of my my favorite, actually my favorite part in this game are the you know the worlds you go into where Bowser Jr. steals your water pack and then it does that yes, weird kind I, of. Yeah, I, I actually a hundred
1: percent. I fucking agree one hundred percent. That's the best part of this game because that feels like a classic Mario level.
0: It does, but my problem with it was, and maybe it's just because I it took me a long time to get my head around the game, but like particularly the very first one, the very first one of those you do, I probably had a game over there. A dozen times. And listen, before any of you come at me with your get goods and stuff like that, if there's one series in all of video games where I'd be like, hey, I'm good. It's Mario. Like, I know (laughs) that plumber. I know how that plumber operates. And I just... There's something about the... He doesn't feel quite right. And I just... I don't know if it's because, you know what it feels like to me is they spent so much time trying to get the water pack and the mechanics behind the water pack and all that to work that when they threw yeah. in these areas where they took the water pack away from you, they just hadn't, you know what I mean? Like it just, it felt like the controls were there, but a couple of the screws just hadn't been tightened. I don't I mean, know how that, else to explain I, I, it.
1: I kind I kind of get what you're saying. I like those levels more than anything else in the entire game because I think that they genuinely feel like Mario levels. I do too. But also, like, not finished. Yeah, they just feel a little weird, like a little not 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 quite there, like almost.
0: Yeah, like that was you almost and, had me. Because I agree, those are my favorite parts in the le- in the game. I think they they play like Mario levels. Only in Mario does it like you go from a tropical island into a cave, and now you're in this weird like play brick thing that's floating around in outer space and no one even questions it. You're like, no, that's Mario. That makes complete sense. And I really like, enjoy yeah, and I love the shit out of those levels. And frankly, after the first one, I didn't find any of them too hard. But the first one, I just was like, dude, maybe it's just I need to reprogram my my muscle memory of playing Mario. Like maybe that's what it is. But I was like, I can't fucking beat this. And it took me so long. And I you're right. I remember posting on Twitter Fuck this game. It'll never get an episode on our show. Kiss my ass, Mario Sunshine. Here we are. And then I finally got my head around it. But there's just one of the reasons I love the Mario game so much is because platforming is my favorite genre, and Mario wrote the book. And doesn't matter if it's 2D or 3D. I just know this. He's like an old friend. And I'm like, I'm going to pick this up. And within 20 minutes, I'm going to know exactly how this handles and it. It's going to be perfect. And this one just didn't quite feel like that. And I think it's because they spent so much time focusing on the mechanics of the water
1: pack, which if the camera would work, would be perfect. Well, but- they wanted the game to be unique, right? They didn't just want to make Super Mario 64 part two. Yeah. No, I agree with which that. I, Which I get. Which I get. And fucking that's that's even more apparent once you see Mario galaxy and uh, ultimately that game is better, but oh, yeah. I still think this game is really good, but I have one more grief with it. Are you ready for it? Yeah, go. There are two points in this game where the difficulty curve is fucking ridiculous. Two fucking points. And I got, I, now, I got both of them.
0: Difficult because of the controls or difficult because of like the game. And when they were trying to make it hard,
1: Difficulty because of the game, and I don't understand why. Okay. Because here's the thing. I'll, I'll be real with you about Super Mario Sunshine. This game, real fucking easy. Real easy. It is easy.
0: Other than so there's the two points
1: in this game where it just suddenly becomes pretty hard. I wouldn't say extremely hard, but pretty hard for no reason, and then it goes back to being easy. Number one, Serena Beach, the Manta Ray fight. What the fuck, Nintendo? where you have to shoot the manta ray and he duplicates and then you shoot both those and they duplicate and you keep shooting. Why, why is it so hard when the rest of the game is so easy? Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yep. And like that, and that part's tough, but here's the thing. There is one level that is harder than that. And that is the Pianta village. It's the last level. So whatever, but there's this one level where they cover the entire level with fiery goop that you can't touch without dying and then they take your fucking flight away
0: I hated that level
1: and you have to fucking walk around to try and find these weird holes and these weird holes you ground pound into and you may be able to find a way towards your flood because you have to get to the center of the village yeah. or you could be put in a no-win situation.
0: Yeah, I hated that.
1: What? Nintendo, fuck
0: you. That, I hated that entire world. You're on this island that's covered in this lava goo and then you have to get to like certain aspects of it but you can't walk across the lava glue, glue and you don't have flood to spray the water. So like Brad said, you ground pound the ground in these holes and then like classic Mario, like a cage flips around and now you're hanging on a cage under the island, and you have to get to like another hole and then go back up through it. But it's so hard to tell where you have to go, and it's so quick to die because once you start touching the lava, then Vintage Mario did this big, like, and then starts running around like an idiot. And then you touch you more dying. lava and more lava. I despise that. <laughs> I almost quit on that level. if I, so I, my, was, I knew how close I was,
1: but I almost my, quit. My problem, my big problem with this level is that. There's about 10 different holes that you can go into and maybe one of them is right. Maybe two. Yeah. Yeah. And if you go into the one that is wrong, you have one option. and that is kill yourself.
0: Yeah, I agree. I found that whole world just cheap as fuck.
1: Fuck Nintendo. Get bent on that one. It's called the Goopy Inferno. It's episode three of Piazza village fucking it sucks
0: i feel like like they like as clearly they were like well let's base this whole game around the water pack and it's like to me it came across especially near the end like in that level where they were running out of inventive ways to use the water pack oh it's like, like
1: give them take the water pack away
0: yeah and it like well it's like yeah and it's like dude you just spent the entire game teaching me to use this water pack and now it's gone and it's like and this isn't even fun. Like listen, here's a tip to everyone at Nintendo and like you're not going to get a ragey, angry, yelly Adam that I know some of you probably want because I refuse to do that about a Mario game that's not called Mario is Missing. But like the cage Mario is
1: Missing is good actually. Fuck you.
0: Fuck you. You <laughs> you're banned from the Hall of Fame now just like your brother. You're done.
1: I, um, I actually like that game.
0: <laughs> fuck you. I know. You're out of the Hall of Fame. You're both done. Done. Fucking podcast. Th- no, I'm not c- Uh, I don't like climbing on the cages. I don't think anyone really enjoys that. I don't. It's not fun. The whole hanging I, from I cages it gets old
1: incredibly fast. There's no special move I don't like moves. it for one One big reason, and that is when you're going up and down on a cage, hitting B opens up the doors. But if you're hanging from a cage, hitting A, a opens up
0: Yeah, dude. I dropped off that cage so many times just because muscle so, memory,
1: I hit the wrong button. Fuck. Yeah, me. so if you're if you're hanging and you hit B as your brain has programmed you to do, you'll just drop and die. Yeah. But if you're if you're climbing on the side and you hit B
0: you drop and die. But now at the same time I feel like all of these little things like the camera, the fucking taking away flood, giving us the mechanic or giving us the adapters instead of making us go walk across the level to get them. The the question about where to go, the wrong controls for punching through the cage. This is what I was talking about. There's never been a Mario game that just screams for a remake and a re-release like this one. You know? And they've the, got to
1: fix this thing. So
0: here's the thing and this is I and I never thought of this until I played it again. I feel like one of the reasons that Nintendo released this game that that in the first place with flood and everything is because they were trying to show off the analog triggers in this on the on the GameCube controller. Because a lot of because if you don't if you've never played it or maybe it's been a long time since you played it, uh, most games, particularly back then, had the left and right triggers, and you'd push them and they would do whatever it is they do. And the GameCube analog triggers are like the analog joysticks, where they're they're touch so when you're using your water pack if you just barely push the analog trigger it only sprays a little bit of water when you hold it all the way down then he opens up the floodgates and just lets it go crazy and if they were to re-release this game on the Nintendo Switch which hopefully by the time you guys are hearing this they've announced it I really hope that they do those the the analog triggers on the Switch are or the the shoulder triggers on the Switch aren't analog so they would have to find a way to adjust how hard the water sprays out of them because you can't you know slowly creep those an- the the triggers down you have to push them down or release them and it's like well if they're gonna go into the mechanics and reprogram flood to either make them work or not work then the camera is absolutely easy fixable is easily fixable and things like the button you have to use to punch through a cage is very easily totally. fixable and all it needs are those little things this is what I'm talking about tighten the screws this thing is a piece of Ikea furniture that's built but nothing's been tightened and it's just gonna fall apart all we need Nintendo to do is go into this bad boy tighten up these screws give us a rear release and then maybe then at that point if you want to be a sunshine hater then you're just closed-minded and you hate on sunshine right now there's legitimate reasons to hate on this game if they go through and just tighten up all these little things there's no more reason to hate on this game because then it becomes a lot of fun which brings me yeah which brings me into like the
1: positive no no wait okay there's one
0: more reason to hate on it and there's uh, quite frankly there's there's no way they can fix it without rewriting the game this game introduces bowser jr Oh dude fuck off but it's good though. No, it's not. I
1: it's you're good. never no, going to convince is, it me. It's good the way they introduce him.
0: No, because all they had to do <laughs> All they had to do was make, if you want to make this paint Mario and Mario's being framed to be the bad guy, why couldn't, like, Kamek have the, mag, the, magician, the magic Koopa just invented this guy? Why does that little shit, why couldn't it have been the Koopa kids? There's my problem. If you want angry Adam to come out and you want me to start yelling, I didn't want to make it happen on a Mario game, what's but the here pro- no, I, no, no, no here we
1: Problem. What's the problem? What do you not like about Bowser Jr.? He's just, Bowser. No, here we go. Alright, listen. Here's the problem Can't with Bowser. With
0: no, no, here's the problem with Bowser Jr. You have seven Koopa kids that are fucking awesome that we all like that we all thought were really cool concepts that all had different this personalities one, you let good. me finish you let me finish this my fucking show and you've already been kicked oh, into the Hall of Fame fuck. because you're one of the accused you just listened for two seconds Bowser Jr. is just a half-assed knockoff of Bowser. It turns out, oh, he's Bowser's son. Well, then one of the seven Koopa kids that you said were his kids in Mario 3. I don't know. Those are just other Koopas that came around. We all want to That's fucking, them- it's
1: a, it's fucking, it's fucking up. What is it? It's, a, it's slave work, work, dude. It's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, workshop? No. Nope, that's not it. It's Sweatshop. That's
0: what it is. It's fucking Bowser running a sweatshop with his kidney employees. It's a huge problem with me. I never have liked Bowser Jr. I've been adamant about it since day one. And when Mario 64 came out, it's not my biggest gripe with Mario 64. But, and I don't think I was alone in this. I was disappointed the Koopa kids weren't there. I was like, well, where are the Koopa kids? Because we had them in Mario 3. We had them in Super Mario World. I was like, oh, well, hopefully they'll come back in the next one. And then in the next one, you just introduce this new character who talks like an idiot and wears a bib and runs around painting things and thinks that Princess Peach is his mommy. Mario again! It really bothers me. The only, like, it was just like, like, I hate to shit on Mario Odyssey, but the fact that they introduced those four stupid bunnies instead of the Koopa oh, Kids I, fucking irritating. I don't like that. To me, the Bowser like Jr. That. is almost as bad as those bunnies. I was like, don't give me Bowser Jr. Give me the Koopa Kids. So that's a big problem for me. And you can fix all the controls. You can fix the mechanics. You can make the game run great. And I'm going to like it. If they release a new version of it on, Mario, or on the Nintendo Switch and they clean up all the controls and everything, I'm going to like it very much. I'll probably give it a 9 out of the 10. And I'll be like, yeah, Mario Sunshine is dope. But you'll never really convince like me that Bowser Jr. was the way to go. I just hate him. I hate him beyond words and the fact that this well, is where he and gave you fight you... him a lot in this game a you have to lot. fight him in every level dude the consistent having to chase him and just spray him with water until he falls down and gives you what he has fucking irritates me to no end i thought that was
1: I, so I actually lame. i agree with that also because it's like with the boss fight you can essentially not lose Oh, it's just annoying. Every time you fight Bowser Jr.
0: In any video game, if you put something in where I have to run around and do something and there's no way for me to lose, it's just, I just keep doing it till I get it right. I'm like, this is, there's no point to this. This Honestly, uh, this, is, this would, is why you don't
1: like Mario's missing, my guy.
0: Oh, fuck you. God, that game sucks.
1: <laughs> it's not even a game.
0: But anyway, so that's my other big gripe and I had to get it out. I just, I almost forgot about it and I was like, I've been waiting to fucking rant about Bowser Jr. I hate that
1: character but here, so here's much. the thing. Here's the thing is that Bowser Jr. may not be my favorite character. He's not my favorite character, but I kind of like the Shadow Mario alter ego that he has. Okay, hey, but like, like, with the, I,
0: but like, the, like, I love Shadow Mario and the fact that there's like a Mario running around framing him. I think that's rad. I just don't get why it has to be Bowser. Like, why does Bowser Jr. become this fucking thing?
1: I actually, to be honest, I don't know why Bowser had to be in this game at all. Mm hmm. Like, I, I don't know why this couldn't have just been a different thing.
0: I agree. You know what, honestly, dude, and I think some other people are going to agree, you know what I think would have been fucking sick is if they had brought Wart back. Like, if they had yeah. been like, this whole thing was a bad dream on his trip. Like, it turns out Mario's just awake on the beach or something like that. Yeah. And or it or, been or he's, he's
1: sleeping on the plane. If, uh, if I had found
0: it at the end of the game that Wart had been behind all this, just like in Super Mario Bros. 2, and it was all just a dream... I would have gotten so hard. Like, that would have been like, that's what I'm talking about. That storytelling. But anyway, it's not a game breaker. I just, I had to get
1: my, it's my fucking yeah. show. And I,
0: and I hate Bowser I Jr. And I had to get it out there.
1: The The problem that I have with this game is that Bowser Jr. is sort of like the main villain forefront. And then like eight minutes before the end of the game, they're like, oh, and yeah, it's a, it's a Mario game. So you know what that means? here's bowser and you're like ah, yeah i agree and And he's talking he's talking i don't like that i don't don't like that he's like he's like junior i have something difficult to explain to you and you're like ah, fuck off yeah i I don't like that either i hate
0: it he's my favorite character in all of gaming ever is bowser and it's like don't make him this like coherent talking yeah i fucking i didn't like that at all quite frankly i agree with you as much as i adore the man he's
1: like Hey Mario, come on into the green water. It's it, the water's great. <laughs> yeah, no, it's green. I'm I mean, not going to go in there.
0: I never even thought of that, but you're right. He had no reason to even be in this game, which like pains me to say, but yeah, there was no reason for him to be
1: there. Like, I agree. Like with that. the last boss of the game should have been Bowser Jr. because he was the villain of the game. Bowser just shows up at the end and is like, "I've been pissing in this hot tub for months." And you're like, "Weird." <laughs>
0: But now that said, I mean, I feel like we got our gripes out of the way. Um, I'm good. Like yeah, I'm, I'm kind of ready to be. I'm love. ready to be nice. Yeah. Like the game. Like you. I would like to start there. Like you said, this game, dude. This game is almost twenty years old. I'm playing it on an old TV with an like an older TV, not a CRT TV, but like an older TV mm-hmm. with a cheap adapter to make my GameCube work on it. Uh, and this, this game still
1: looks like fantastic. Amazing. Fucking incredible. What a great looking game. Here's what I like about this game is it genuinely reminds me of what a tropical vacation is like.
0: Yeah. This game legitimately feels like a tropical vacation.
1: Which, which like, I'm about about to give it one more criticism, and I swear to God it's the last one because I actually really like this game. I don't know if I like that all of the levels have the same theme.
0: You like that they're all, like, the they're all
1: tropical Yeah, they're all tropical themed and it's like that's fun Mario's on vacation but I don't know like in Mario 64 you had like a fucking freezezy peak that's Banjo-Kazooie that's my bad but you have like like an ice level and then the next level is like fucking some weird yeah, level but... where you're in a weird box you know like I don't know what to think this, about that because
0: I agree with you that like the levels do all start to feel pretty similar but at the they same time of blend together like i've i mean we've both played a ton of mario levels like i usually hate the ice level i usually don't like the desert level like because they're always the same you know what i mean so like part of me liked the fact that they were like no you know what we have this new uh decor we got this whole new setting let's just leave it tropical the whole way part of like i get what you're saying and part of me is like you could have done something different but at the same time part of me is like it was nice to not have an ice level because i fucking hate ice levels you well, know what? Nice they, to did, not have they, those.
1: they did a pretty good job of making sure. Let's go through each of the levels. They did a pretty good job of making sure each of the levels was pretty different. Um, Bianca Hills, that's like your first level. It's a classic first level, just like green hill zone shit.
0: You know what I love about that level is right at the very beginning, you go up the hill and then there's the path down to the water. And if you spray the water and then do the run jump dash thing, you slide down the hill on your stomach. I do it every yeah. time. I fucking
1: love that. Every time I it's slide a, down that hill, it's, it's like here is the thing: is that like while I don't know if the camera is great in this game, the controls are. I like hit or miss. I like and like especially because this game added like the uh, the belly slide, I do, which yeah. I use a lot. Yeah, I love the belly slide.
0: I love the belly, the belly
1: slide, slide. Is the belly slide is great? It doesn't have the long jump like Mario sixty four, or Mario Galaxy have, but it does have the belly slide. And the belly slide makes the game so much more fun. Uh, I I often wonder, you know, like if Mario would have like a horrific and bloody rash from the fucking belly slide. I have
0: thought that too, that he like just jumps onto this concrete and I'm like, dude, I get that there's water there. But like, that's not a slip and slide, Matt. That's like (laughs) concrete. That's (laughs) like jagged. You look unhappy.
1: You look unhappy doing this. And so I really like that aspect of the game. Um, and like the, like the belly slide is probably the biggest thing I love about this game. I also love the blue coin mechanic where you collect the 10 blue coins to trade them in for a shine sprite. And that's great. But, but this game is really weird because the idea of this game, because like in Mario 64 and Mario galaxy, Mario odyssey, you're collecting a certain amount of stars to get to certain points of the game. Whereas this game doesn't do that. This game just says, "Okay, here's seven levels, which by the way is too few, far too few, yeah, but I mean like, I,
0: but going back to your point of how all the levels are very similar, I think. They might have been <laughs> like, we're out of ideas. Like what the like we did. We, you're you're in the hotel. You're at the resort. You're on the beach. You're at the amusement park. You're at like the town near the resort. They might have been the well, like, so Fuck, so, just, so much so that
1: there's two levels that are called beach. There's Galato Beach and there's Serena Beach, and it's like okay, clearly they ran about out of ideas.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, we'll talk about Serena Beach in a minute because I actually really do want to go into Serena Beach because that one's interesting. But the point is, is that the idea is that you have to go into each one of these levels and you have to defeat Bowser Jr. in each one of these levels, which is the seventh shine sprite in each given level, which means the eighth shine sprite in every level is fucking optional and you don't have to do it and it's always the hardest one. So who gives a shit?
0: Yeah, I've- like I, I I always, I find that very odd. Like I have no, like, I mean, that's, that's become the standard since Mario 64 is like a level has six, eight, 10, whatever stars. And you only have to get a certain amount to move on. Uh, and I have no problem with that mechanic. That's just gaming now. But like, I found it so odd that each level had eight signs
1: and you had to get seven. Like, it just was you like, you had to get seven from each. Cause like in Mario 64. It's like, you could get one from each level and then you could get seven from the next level and you'd be fine.
0: Yeah, I just found... But that, in
1: this one, you have to get seven from every fucking level or else you might as well not even play the game.
0: Yeah, and I found that so weird. I was like, so I have to get seven of the eight? I was like, so I don't get the eighth one, but I have to get practically? I was like, either make it the full eight or make it like make it. where I have to get, like, four. And then so the if I want to get that,
1: the rest... List- the problem with that is that not only does it make the eighth shine sprite... um not important to get and like completely optional but it actually makes every single additional shine Sprite optional so like when you're in isle delfino and you're getting shine sprites around isle delfino you don't have to do that it's just there
0: yeah i didn't i stopped because i just wanted to get yeah, it over I, yeah.
1: I did too i got like 10 in isle delfino and then i'm like i'm wasting my time because i know how this game works so what's the motivation to get the ones? Is it just to make the fucking because the game starts off really dark, and the more Shine sprites you get, the lighter the game gets. Yeah. Is it just to make the game lighter? Like I don't think I give a shit enough.
0: No, like that was and like but again like and I'm sorry guys, I know we said we were gonna do positive and we're back on negative again, but like that's yeah, like yeah. to me that's like that's what hurts me about this game is this is the only Mario game I haven't 100%, and I was like I just
1: don't want
0: to. Like I just yeah, don't, don't want
1: to play these levels anymore, and I'm—I I actually, I actually do agree with that. Like, uh, like I said, it's the worst of the Mario platformers. That being said, I still think it's a great game. It's a great game. It's just like it does have these black marks that the other Mario platformers just don't have.
0: Yeah, it's just a weird game, and like I don't know, and like that seven stars thing is weird, and I'm well.
1: <laughs> It was it was made in a time where Nintendo was being very experimental. Like this came out the same year as Metroid Prime, which is the most experimental game I can think of. Dude,
0: the whole GameCube, the whole GameCube is just like that. Can like, I love the GameCube. I know most Nintendo purists love the GameCube, but it's like that controller's weird. The system looks like a lunchbox. The the games are mini CDs instead of full CDs, like the other N- systems Nintendo are. Nintendo wanted
1: to see Nintendo wanted to see what they could get away with with the game. Yeah, like I it, think it launched with a Luigi
0: game like
1: yeah <laughs> like yeah, people yeah. need to
0: remember that the gamecube didn't launch with this the gamecube launched with luigi's mansion and i feel which like that a,
1: which is which a three-hour game and i won't get into luigi's mansion but i actually think that game sucks but yeah i, I like I, yeah i like this game way more than luigi's i like this mansion. game better too but i do feel like
0: this is that's another thing that went against mario sunshine which i think is unfair like considering all the things we have slammed on it, I think that Mario Sunshine is still a good game with a great concept. And one of the one of the things that went against it that I feel is just not right is because the GameCube launched with Luigi's Mansion, there were a lot of people that were like, Yeah, okay, like whatever, that's cute, but like give us our Mario game. Like, we want the next Mario 64. And then when it came out, it was like, Oh yeah, it's not really anything like Mario Sixty Four. And people were just like, Well, this isn't mario like he's he's at a what like he's on a he's at a resort with a water pack like i like and i feel like <laughs> it, like people were waiting and waiting for a mario game. like if there had been just for argument's sake say that like the launch title had been mario's mansion and then this game had to come out i feel like people wouldn't be as hard on this game because they would have gotten their mario game do you know what i mean
1: yeah no i agree with that if like if it hadn't been a luigi's game luigi's mansion and yeah. then like this was and, like, Mario's Mansion was, like, the opener, and then this was sort of just like a, like a, oh, in case you didn't get enough, here's some more Mario.
0: Yeah, like this, yeah, this would have been the the GameCube's Yoshi's Island, where it's, like, a sequel, yeah. but it's weird. I just feel like the hype was so through the roof because everybody wanted the sequel to Mario 64, and then this game was just so different and weird. I, well,
1: I gotta be to honest be, with you guys. Be, to be fair, To be fair, though, I actually, like, like I want to go through each of the levels because I actually really like this game. Oh, I know, yeah, like
0: I, I, like, I like the levels.
1: It's just, I, and I love. I actually love the boss fights in this game, with the exception of one, which we'll talk about in a second here. But the boss fights in this game, like Petey Piranha, that's a great boss fight. That's a very fun boss fight. You got a film full of water, and then you got a ground pound and perfect blooper. Great boss fight! I like.
0: I really like the blooper boss fight a lot. Yeah, you
1: got to squish his tentacles. You have to fight him three fucking times. But whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: Squish his tentacles. You pull them. You pull off the tentacles. It's really barbaric and fucked up. It's fun though.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I like that fight. The the PD piranha fight like. I wanted to like it. I found like the controls really hindered it, but I like the concept behind it of filling them up with water and weighing them down and then slamming yeah. them. It just the controls irritated me. But I love the blooper fights let oh, us so I l
1: let's I, I wanna go through each of the levels each because I wanna I wanna gush on some of the levels. Like Bianca Hills is fine, whatever. Rico Harbor is great because there's like the surfing levels which are really fun. Um, there's the surfing levels and then there's also like the levels where you have to create new fruits with Yoshi and Yoshi's in this game. We haven't even mentioned that yet. Oh, we don't have to talk Um, about him. Yoshi, Yoshi's in this game. And here's, here's the thing about Yoshi that confused me about this game. Why is his power vomiting? I know like legitimate puke, like whatever it's like, it's just like he pukes up that he he eats like a fucking pineapple. And then like five seconds after eating the pineapple, he's like, and you're like, oh, That's your move, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't mind that. Whatever.
0: I fucking hate Yoshi
1: so much. But yeah, he's here. So so yeah. So Rico Harbor is probably one of my favorite levels. Um, But then comes the third level, which is definitely my favorite level, and this is Gelato Beach. And this is like the one that's like the most chill, the most fun, the most just like very simple and silly. It's just a beach. And they have this giant sandbird egg, and you got to hatch the sandbird egg, sandbird egg, and then you get to go into the sandbird egg and collect the four, the, the eight coins, and it's just very simple and very fun. Then you get to peanut, peanut park or whatever that peanut park, and that's like the amusement park. The concept is so good. It's an amusement yeah. park. It's a amusement park. On a, on a fucking uh, uh, tropical island, great. Yeah, that, that should awesome. have been the best level in the game. But the fuck, there's so many assets. There's so many fucking assets that get in the camera's way that annoy the shit out of me in that level that I can't say it's a good level. Yeah. Can't say it. Uh, after that is Serena Beach. And Serena Beach is the one that's like Luigi's Mansion, essentially. I don't yeah, mind this one, actually.
0: I fucking hated that level. That was the one where you spent really? the whole time in that fucking hotel.
1: Yeah, I, I don't mind this one. I don't. There's one called Mysterious Hotel Delfino, and I hate that one because it's like you got to go through the bathroom window to get pineapples, to get Yoshi. Oh, that's and that's like, the level I
0: hate. That's the one I hate.
1: That one sucks. Yeah, I I'll give that you one. that one. And then eventually you end up in the attic, and it's like, how the fuck? Would I ever know to go here? Yeah. Yeah, there's, I agree. And that, there's actually two examples of that in this game, and the other one's in Peanut Park, and it's like one where it's like you have to unlock an orange Yoshi specifically, which you can only get by eating pears, and then go to the merry-go-round. How the fuck would a kid figure that out? Apparently I did, but how the fuck did a kid figure that out?
0: Yeah, I I fucking despise that level.
1: Yeah. Then comes my least favorite level in the entire game, and that's Noki Bay. Fuck Noki Bay forever, dude.
0: Is that the one with the lava?
1: no that's I, I can't Pianta village see now here's
0: but here okay and I'm gonna let you continue but this is one of the I'm so conflicted on this because i I like that they didn't just do the classic grassland desertland waterland iceland I get it but it's like dude I literally played this game two months ago and I'm like they're all the same like it's just
1: it's all just I agree. it's all the same Noki Bay is this weird valley type level where you're like um there's a waterfall that you have to climb like seven times. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, and here's fuck. like, I actually, I actually don't mind this level, but there's one in this level that I just fucking hate playing. It's not necessarily hard. It's just stupid. And it's one where you're like, this eel comes out of the water and he's got really bad teeth and you got to fucking clean his teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking stupid. And it's annoying. It's, I don't hate Like, it's not hard. It's just annoying. But the rest of the level is Fine, you find like all these secret pathways in the walls, and like that's fun. Yeah, um, but- and then you like you have all these weird like fucking uh, side characters. Like, like my favorite side character in this game is two P Piantasamo. Do you know this guy? The guy that you have to race. He's like Koopa the Quick yeah. in this game, but yeah. he's got a weird Pianta mask. Fucking love this guy because every time I get to a two P onto level, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be. Really fucking easy. Yeah, yeah. That's going to take me 30 seconds.
0: But you know what I hated about that? Because now I know what level you're talking about. You know what I hated about that level is, again, this comes back to the chasing around baby Mario and spraying him with no real penalty. I hated that you had to climb that fucking mountain. And then if you screwed up with the grad controls and that stupid camera and you fell, unless you hit the little bit of land that was down there, you didn't even die. You just fell in the water. And then I had to fucking
1: start all over again.
0: And it was well, and like, Bowser uh, Jr.,
1: like, once, it, once you get to the top of the waterfall, Bowser Jr. jumps the fuck off, and you're like, where are you going?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Why are you killing yourself? Uh, I will say, though, I thought that was one of the best-looking levels in the game. It was gorgeous. It just irritated me. Fucking irritated this
1: game. Me. I think that might be, like, the big thing with this game is that it's a great-looking game. I also think Serena Beach looks great. Pianta Park looks great unless the camera's fucking with you. Yeah, Rico Harbor is probably the best looking game in this in or the best looking level in the entire game. I agree game. with
0: that, 100. I thought like that level I, was I, gorgeous. I,
1: it's it's probably also the most fun.
0: Yeah, I agree. With I, like that, I so. think
1: Rico Harbor is like the shit. Yeah,
0: I love and, the, the, I like I love the blooper surfing. I fucking love doing that.
1: Yeah, like like, like that is fun. That is fun. And, like, that's the content I'm looking to do. If, like, if you're going to give me a Mario in the in the Tropics game, let me surf. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That is the most fun part of the game. Here's what you shouldn't let me do. Uh, be a dentist? I don't know, Nintendo. <laughs> I don't know. That That doesn't scream fucking... That doesn't fucking scream... Yeah. Uh, uh, fucking a tropical paradise to me. And during this time of, like, pandemic and all that shit... Being in a in a tropical in a tropical environment was actually kinda nice.
0: Yeah, dude. It I'm telling you guys, like I know that we like I mean we're gonna wrap this thing up soon. This has been a long fucking podcast too.
1: <laughs> I don't
0: I know that we've repeated ourselves so much, but like I'm telling you guys, I don't know what episode this is gonna go live, probably around 120-ish. I don't like I've never been more conflicted on a video game. Cause I'm like, yeah, I support them taking a chance. I support them it's trying fun. something new. I absolutely agree with you that this game looks so nice. It feels like a, like you feel warm playing it. It feels like a summer vacation. I love the flood mechanic, but I'm like, I well, hate and, that and every level is the same. I hate that the controls don't work. And I'm like, I don't know if I like this game. I don't. I, know I hate, I,
1: like. I hate that every solution is the same. It's like, what do I do here? Oh, spray with water. Get, get done. Um, But like, I do think that this game is technically really, really fun because the controls are so good. The controls are so good that it almost like, I don't want to say tricks you into thinking it's fun because I do think it's fun. It's just like, (laughs) the controls are so good and that the the, the visuals are so good that the game is basically like, ignore my flaws. See, but that's... I'm trying hard.
0: That's the fascinating thing about this discussion. And I don't know if this has ever happened on the show. I feel like the, I feel the exact opposite. I'm like, no, I, because you're like the good controls trick you into thinking the game is better than it is. And I'm like, no, I think the game is better than the, fucking bad controls will let me experience. Like, it's so weird that <laughs> you and I are yin and yanging this thing because I'm like, no, I this is, think... It's the complete opposite. It's yeah, like, I, think- I, I Like, I think the game control is great. It's Ugh. just the camera sucks. Fucking controls. It just Mario doesn't handle right. He handles like he's drunk. He's on holidays. It feels like he's maybe had a couple puffs. Mm-hmm or something on this, like, tropical island.
1: But the hover mechanic helps with that.
0: Yes, but, like, like, this isn't Nintendo's first dance. Like, I shouldn't need a hover. That's just, (laughs) like, it's just so funny to me. I don't think it's ever happened that we're both like, no, the game's almost really good, and we both think it looks nice, and we both like the concept, but one of us is like, it's really fun, the controls just don't work. And the other one of us is like, the controls are tight, I just wish it was more fun. That's just
1: so odd to me. Yeah, like, it's it's very it's very backwards. It is very backwards. And then especially like Corona Mountain like that's the final level in the game and like some challenge would be nice.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And I that. get
1: like uh, like Corona Mountain is the easiest fucking level in the entire game and it's the last one. Yeah. Some just- challenge might be nice.
0: I'm just looking right now, like, okay. No, I was going to say, like, because I, I don't, I mean, you guys know, this isn't one of those podcasts where I do a ton of homework and I know who all the developers and the research and all that kind of stuff was. But I was like, we all know that Shigeru Miyamoto is the man behind Mario and stuff. And I was like. Yeah, yeah he I, had something to do with this. For yeah, sure. but that's what I just wanted to check. I was like, maybe Miyamoto took this off. Maybe he was on Like, like Mi-
1: Miyamoto at the very least looked at this and was like, That's it. That's the game.
0: Yeah. It looks like he was the guy. Uh, It's just, I'm sorry guys. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm running out of things to say. Like we're going to score this thing soon. (laughs) I, I'm glad that we got to cover it. I've never like, Part of me I like it. part of me is like angry Adam wants to come out and just yell about all the things that don't work. But then part of me is like no, it's Mario. I fucking love Mario. You're never yelling at him on this show cuz yes. it's Mario. Here's
1: the thing. Here's the thing. Is that I think I'm I, I think I'm kinder to this game because this was the first GameCube game I bought. Not only that, but this is a true story, 100%. My brother who is a former Hall of Famer Mark BQ Former Hall um, of Famer. bought the game and bought the GameCube And it came with the controller, but the GameCube never came with a memory card. Right. And so we had to wait two weeks until Allowance came back in before we could get a memory card. So I played the first, like, two levels of this game, Bianca Hills and Rico Harbor, over and over (laughs) and over again. And so, like, my heart is like, I love these levels. But my brain is like, I don't know how well designed they are.
0: I get that. Dude, I never even thought of that. This would have been the first, because I mean, I know the Nintendo 64 had some memory cards that plugged into the back of the controllers, but they were also cartridges. So like, you had your save yeah, files and, on the cartridges. And, and, and they and were optional. That. Yeah. Like, you're right. This was the first Nintendo system with a memory card. It was the only Nintendo system with a memory card, other than those weird Nintendo yeah. 64 ones. And yeah, that
1: would have been a total mind fuck too, to not have a memory card. I, um, yeah. And we, we didn't even know we had to buy a memory card at the time. Cause like at, on N64, there was like two games you need a memory card for It was like Tony Hawk. And yeah. Uh, I don't remember what the other one is. Uh, I, I you know what, maybe just Tony Hawk. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I don't remember ever using my memory card. I
1: remember having one. I don't remember ever using it.
0: Yes. Yeah,
1: this... so we had the Tony Hawk on memory card, but like other than that, like we didn't fuck with the memory card. And so when we bought the GameCube we were like perfect we have the game we have the GameCube we have the controller what else do we need and then they and then we were like you need a memory card yeah, and I'm yeah. like oh fuck like you know what I like
0: <laughs> you know what okay this is what we're going to this is what we're going to sum this thing up on and we're going to score it Mario okay. Sunshine is such a weird game like if you didn't know what console this game was on from Nintendo's history but you knew all the consoles and I had to be like what game do you think this is on the only system that this game makes sense on is the fucking GameCube. weirdo GameCube. Like, it's the it fucking just, GameCube. It has to be the GameCube. It this fits in with the GameCube so perfectly.
1: This is, a, this is a fucking console that launched with Luigi's Mansion, which is, like, we mentioned that earlier, but, like, what a fucking weird game. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big Luigi's Mansion fan, but I know some people are. The, um, but, like, what a weird game. And then from there... Like even like even like the the big Zelda game on GameCube was weird Wind Waker yeah it's a weird Zelda game the
0: the GameCube is so loaded up with weird games and so it just fits so perfectly that this would be beautiful Joe what a fucking weird game dude fucking weird system I love the GameCube I Um, also love the GameCube but it's weird okay we're gonna score this and I just want to state for the record as I've already said I am praying that by the time that these voices are in your guys' ears, we know that there's a Mario Sunshine remake coming to the Switch because I, I desperately want to give it the credit it deserves and give it a real replay with controls that fucking work. But all that said, uh, you have to get seven shines in each level to keep this game going. So we're going to go out of seven. What would you give Mario
1: Sunshine on the Nintendo GameCube? I'm going game to give it five. I know that's a little generous, but like I actually do think this game is fun, and I like the flood mechanic. It's just, I do have these gripes that I pointed out, you know, I'm playing it as an adult. Cause like the whole idea when you were like, do you want to come on the show and talk Mario Sunshine? I was like, absolutely. Yes. I'm going to blow the smoke out this game's ass. But then I played through the game again. And I'm like, oh no, I have so many complaints. Yeah. Oh suck. no.
0: Part of me wants to give this game a six. And part of me wants to give this game like a three. And I'm like, and I don't no, give it, know. Give it a
1: five. Give it a five. Here, come on. Yeah. It's, stay in with that, me here. it's in that like,
0: Five ish, yeah. The, it's
1: in, it's a, it's like it's like it's not a bad game, but no. it's not a great game either. Hold my hand on this. Give it a five.
0: Yeah, it's a five. It's almost great. I know. Listen, he, hold, and I he know. held my hand, guys. He and held I, my hand. I know there are listeners to this that love this game. You guys have tweeted at me that you love. When I went on my angry rants while I was playing it on Twitter, people were tweeting at me like, "I love Mario." I'm glad that you all love. It. Listen, I, I'm Mario. I love Mario. He's my guy. Without him, the show wouldn't exist. I need Mario. I just, I really am just, for the love of God, Nintendo, just clean this bad boy up, tighten the screws, drop it out again, and just shove it up all the haters' ass and just show us what this game could have been. We'll look past the technical problems it had on the GameCube if you just give it to us again and just give it to us the way you envisioned it and just make it good. like, can you imagine do it, please. can you imagine
1: this game with the camera controls and visual style of Mario Odyssey? dude, I'd come.
0: yeah, okay uh, um, <laughs> well, that's it. no. Uh, no, I get it, dude. I would be all over it. I would be all over it. um I'm, I'm in, I mean I'm into exactly what I just described. I think I think and you know what again, we're recording this August twentieth. We don't know what's coming. I think we're gonna get it. I just. Mario, Nintendo needs games for the holidays. The GameCube games seem to have just been forgotten till the end of time. I think we get this new All Stars pack that's been rumored, and we get Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy. And if when and if we do, I will just be the happiest kid in school. I do, God, do I hope think, it happens.
1: Do you think though that with that package we get Mario Galaxy 1 and 2 or just Mario Galaxy?
0: I want. I don't know. I mean, I'd be happy with just one. I would love it if we gave us both. I'm almost half tempted to say that we get Mario 64, Mario Sunshine in their own pack, and then the Galaxy's in their own pack so they could sell them to us for more money. But I don't... And you sure. know what?
1: The thing is, I'd
0: pay for it. Both oh, times. I would I would buy them all in a heartbeat. No doubt in my mind. I'd buy them all in a heartbeat. You know what? Listen, for all the shit I've talked about this game today, even if they literally didn't change anything and just dropped it on the Switch and were like, yeah, the camera still doesn't work and it's still backwards and all this stuff, I'd probably buy it anyways. 80 bucks. I'd buy it anyways because it's Mario and bucks, I'm a sucker. and suck you're like...
1: It. That's it for me. Yeah. The problem. Is, the problem is, is that I think Nintendo knows I would pay eighty dollars for each of these four games. Oh, Nintendo! They're like
0: Nintendo knows what Mario's worth. That's why you can't yeah, get a Mario game on sale ever. Nintendo knows goddamn well what their franchises.
1: Yeah, are worth. I like. I think the only Mario game that goes on sale was Mario and Rabbits. And to be to be for to be to be honest. That's unfortunate because that's like one of the fucking best ones.
0: Goddamn right. And that's how we're going to end this fucking. show right there before we have a chance to say anything else because I know my buddy Chris is listening to this and he hates Mario Rabbids and I don't want him to just have to fucking think about that until the hey, next hey episode of Mario hey Chris, Rabbids kicks ass. Chris, it's a fucking good game. Yeah. It's good. Bradley, thanks for coming on the show, buddy. No problem, Adam.
1: Any, literally any time. I'm sorry I got pretty drunk.
0: <laughs> no, it's all good. I appreciate you coming on, buddy. Cheers. going to do it for this week's episode bradley thank you so much for talking mario sunshine with me and every single person out there that can hear my voice in their ears right now thank you for listening to the show i really really appreciate it if you're enjoying what we're doing please consider supporting me on patreon it's only two bucks i made it as cheap as i could you get a ton of extra stuff podcast shout outs ability to submit comments early access And it helps me out more than you could possibly imagine for just $2. Also, check me out on Twitch. I stream every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday night from 8 to 11 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. You can find us at MemberTheGame on Twitch. Not Remember, MemberTheGame. And if you just hit me with a quick follow over there, it's free. You'll see whenever I'm online. I love chatting with people. You can come by, break my balls, and laugh at me while I make an ass of myself playing video games. Uh, And that's going to do it. That'll do it for this week's episode, you guys. We'll be back Friday with Early Access or Monday with Regular Access with Game Patch 4.0 where we'll be talking the Xbox Series X, the Xbox Series S, hopefully some PlayStation 5 info and whatever else Nintendo has going on. I'll be back on Sunday with Expansion Pass, which we'll be reviewing the new Battletoads video game. And I'll be back next week with episode 115 to remember the game, which will be the second edition of our revisited series where we go back and look at some of the games we talked about in the early days of the podcast. I'll let you guys know what game is coming up there very soon. Thanks for listening, you guys. Take it easy and I'll talk to you all again soon. Cheers. remember the game is brought to you by our patreons I just simply could not produce all the content I'm producing without the support over there and I'd like to take a think, I would like to take a quick moment god I fucked that up every week I'd like to take a quick moment to thank everyone that has supported us for just two dollars at patreon.com slash remember the game so a ginormous thank you to Aaron Cuphall Aaron Lawson Adam Anderson Adam Oshirello Alex Alex Martinez Andre Andrew Halavchuk, Andrew Wright Andy Baker another stupid monkey April Zane Batter Baruch Bearded XP, Ben Buyu, Ben Boucha, Ben Drinkin, Bradley McHugh, Brandon O'Brien, Brian McKay, Brian Ransom, Bullfrog, Charlie M, Chris Campbell, Chris Fleury, Chris Wilson, Chuck Schlarp, Corey, Craig Kilcup, Craig Rutt, Crash Chris Knife, 7 Curtis White, Dan T, Dario Oman, Dave L, Dave McG, Dave Thompson, Desert Tortoise, Do How, Doug Dorn, Dustin L, Dylan, Eric Kennard, Evan Refuse, Fraser Burns, Gary C, Jin and Chris, James Clark, Jason Adams, Jason Cortez, Jeff Johnson from Game on G on T, gnt jeffrey mathis joe buck joe gillespie joe mac jordan josh morgan josh from the press start to join podcast Kate Roberts, Casey Rarick, Keegan Wilson, Kevin Cicciolo, Kevin Donlin, Kevin Hufford, Cryptovox, Kyle Paul, Lane Orr, Leon Knapscog, Les Winan, Lord Egbert, Luca, Mackenzie Wheeler, Mark McHugh, Mark209, Matt Brown, Matt McLean, Michael Mathis, Michael Hegg, Miklos Blackshaw, Miles Bringback Retro, Mr. Nick, Nathan W., Nick Sills, No Juan Cares, Rex, Robert Fuchsia, Robert L., Rome21, Ryan White, Scott Brooks, Scott V., Sean Razine, Sharonic, Slick Rick, Stupid Monkey, The Bevins Girls, The T-Word, Todd, Tony, Travis, Tyler, Vladstein, White Burrow, Wyman Brooks, Yamcha, Mark Jones, Nathan Trombley, Alan C, Andre, SJA, Flash, Tom, Brian Medeiros, Ashley Cronin, Bitter, Doxer, and Danny Vega. Thank you all so much for supporting the show. You guys are the best. Take it easy, and I'll talk to you again soon. <laughs>
1: you <laughs>